1: Hello and welcome to Glad Tidings, the Athletics Everton Football Club podcast. Well, it's me, Greg O'Keefe, but instead of being joined by Paddy Boyland, who's on holiday, enjoying a nice um, break, I'm joined by a more than adequate sub. It's Michael Ball, former Everton, Manchester City, Rangers, Leicester, you name it, he's probably played for them, left-back, but mainly Everton, let's be honest, and what a good time to get him on. We've got um, some left-back topics to discuss. We've got a brilliant start to the season. We've got a fantastic new playmaker. And then we're asking about his thoughts on the uh, the things that didn't work quite so well at St Mary's on Sunday. First thing, Borley, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. How are we all? Not bad. I'm a, a little bit more lively from the message I sent you before we started
2: recording. <laughs> it did wake me up, to be fair. <laughs> Panicked a little bit, thinking didn't know what to do.
1: <laughs> on to the Blues. The, it really has been a, such a, a spectacular contrast from... I read your your stuff in the Echo uh, towards the end of last season and obviously we have have the occasional chat and it it was just utterly depressing, wasn't it? And then to go away, do the business we did and start though we have, the the contrast has just been huge, hasn't it?
2: It's been great. You know, um, we brought Carlo Ancelotti in and we were expecting a bit of a reaction, which we sort of did for a a short moment and then we sort of went back into our old ways and Mm. um, you know, many of us the fans are talking together thinking you know what do we need people say we need strikers we haven't replaced lukaku we need um center hearts and probably midfield wasn't the one that we thought was maybe one player maybe in midfield We just had other priorities but carlo um, you know, he brought him to the club, and he said to the board, "Look, I need to bring these three guys in." And um, you know, Rodriguez we'll probably talk about later. You know, he wouldn't be wearing the blue shirt if it wasn't for Carlo. So that was the strength of bringing Carlo in, and the the attraction he has. But the, the impact and the the change of um, how we play football um, is totally changed by uh, them three guys. I um, think Alan has been fantastic. He looks like he's going to do all the, the dirty work and, and get us on the front foot and uh, De Coyne's got the legs but it's, it's raised the bar for the other players around him. I thought, you know, I think Richarlison's been absolutely fantastic this season. You know, no strikers are, you know, they're very selfish and they want to get on the score sheet but his work rate's you know, he's always worked hard for the shirt. he's always worked hard for his teammates, but I think even his level's gone up and work great because he, he, you know, the limelight's probably gone to the other side of the pitch where the media are, are focusing on and everyone else is talking about and they've forgotten about Richarlison's there with a bit of grip between his teeth to, to prove people like I'm still here, you know, I've still got the quality and and it, it happens, you know, with you know, many footballers will so say when you bring Top quality players in into the training ground to, to sort of lift the spirits and you want to prove to them you deserve to be playing alongside them so you know training uh, sessions would have gone up a level and I know and that's all all great but you got to go and show it out on the pitch and we've had moments um, throughout the season where we sort of dip back into the Everton ways but we've got that different mentality where when we're going to go behind me personally watching them I've never I haven't been worried um, last season I would have been terrified thinking well that's that's the game gone now um you know we've conceded and we can't see any mentality and how we're going to get into sort of plan b to get back into the game but the guys have sort of just believed in what carlo is obviously working with them on finch farm you know it's difficult not going to goodison park and at this moment in time but just from the tv they're, they're believing in what they're getting taught and they're, they're sticking to that plan um and it's working so when it does work you know, the players believe in it even more and Um, we've had spells 20 minutes or so where we haven't had possession and we've kept together Uh, we made it difficult for the opposition and when we've had that sort of as the game gets going on you know Gap started appearing, and Rodriguez comes into his own and finds these clever spaces and you know he's you know, his delivery, his timing of a passing of a ball, you know, it's it, it, it great to see. And it shows that what we've been lacking for a long period of time is, is top quality footballers. And that is the difference, you know. He gets a lot of stick that he doesn't run, you know, but you, you don't have to run. There's he, there's doesn't so many. To. Yeah. he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. You know, obviously, of course, he does. And he's worked great in the last few games, has been pretty good. You know, you, you're not expecting him to, to track back. You don't want him uh, to, to be tracking back. But it is, it is a team game at the end of the day. But he needs to... And with Charleston and Calvert Lewin, I think, has learned a little bit off him as you know as Dominic, is, his work rate was always being fantastic. Every time he has an opportunity, he'd be running the channels, he'd be chasing defenders. But at the end of the day, he's going to get rated on being in the right areas, at the right time, and being able to have be composed, not sort of you know blowing out of his backside a little bit when the opportunity comes, and he's sort of he's not sort of settled in the in the right areas, and he sort of fluffs his lines, which probably has happened too many times during his time in, during his Everton career, but. I think with, with Carlo there working with him, he's he's not being lazy, he's picking his moments. And so when the, he does get an opportunity, he knows he's got delivery coming on from both sides of the, of the pitch that he's got to give, get himself in the right areas to, to you know to give him the chance to, to get on the score sheet. So it's, it's been great to see. And as you said, it's the, the contrast from from the end of last season, of lockdown to the to 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 start of the season so far. It's been great because we're playing good football. We can see what we're doing uh, as fans. We can see what we're trying to do. Um, the past previous years, it was sort of waiting for a mistake from the opposition um, and hoping they'll give us the game. Um, and that was where I think a lot of Everton fans were quite frustrated.
1: Well, this is your last opportunity to subscribe to The Athletic for just £1 a month. You can read all of our great content on Everton and so much more. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash Everton pod to sign up before the offer ends on Sunday night. That's theathletic.com forward slash Everton pod and pay just a pound a month. You mentioned as well, like the sort of the level that Rodriguez is at. I mean, straight away, there was a little bit of murmurs whether he could, you know, recreate the sort of. Elite levels he had when he started out at Real Madrid and scored 17 goals in his first season, and then you know he had a decent start at Bayern before it tailed off. I think we've put those to bed. But is it, I mean, you've been you've played in, in some at some top clubs, like we said earlier, you know, with, with some elite players yourself. Is it almost a, an unconscious reaction when someone of a, a level that without to, you know, without being disrespectful to the current players because as you mentioned with Charles and Luca Dean there's some fantastic footballers when somebody who's technically even a, a level above comes in what is it? Do you just find something within yourself unconsciously or or do you, how does that work?
2: Yeah I, I think it is um, you know I'm say talk back to probably say the Manchester City days where yeah. you know we're probably struggling and fighting for survival and doing okay-ish um, but then as the money started rolling in you know, Rabinho's coming Tevez coming mm-hmm. um, Alano's coming and you just know that the level of training's got you've got to be me as a defender I've got to be sharper and be wiser so that adds my game to be better um, mm. but going forward it makes um, you know the team go for runs that they probably wouldn't have done because they've got the ability to go and find you right. and Rodriguez is coming in on his left side so you're probably making runs that you wouldn't have done last year and you're overstretching the opposition and um and when you're going to get, you know, it's not like he's checking back and I'm not giving that pass. He's trying, he's trying to do that pass every time. So that makes you as a striker or as, as a midfield front runner to to make them runs, knowing that he's going to try and find yes. you and, that, and, and and an optimist to try and win that, when the game and score a goal. I think when you've got sort of less technical players, you probably make make the easier option and pass it by five yards, ten yards, and mm. be a bit slow and stuff. and which we. You know, Evan's probably been guilty of many times, but he didn't want to make that mistake, make that sort of world-class ball, yeah, and uh, take the risk. We'd rather keep it simple, which is frustrating. Now we have got them type of players there. Now it, it's it, that's what I think from your teammates around you. They you know, they make them different types of runs, and and the, the trusting your teammates. I think that's what we can see from the outside with Carla this season. I think that our teammates are trusting each other with the ball a little bit more, um, and you know, it's, it's great to see.
1: That's really interesting because I think that frustration at the easy safe but ultimately negative pass yeah it frustrates uh supporters but i think at times it frustrated and, and sort of killed the spirit of the, of the actual players themselves when too many players were doing that and, and you're absolutely spot on when you've got someone who just if he's gone backwards it's only to get it back quickly and turn it and put in a cross field 30 yard ball, and when you see someone doing that, I think what you nailed there is you do see players beginning to think, "Well, I'm going to make this run," and it's it's not an overnight thing. There's a couple of times I looked at a few of the goals we've conceded this season, and there's a couple of times that players just haven't really anticipated just where the ball is going to come from him because they've expected it backwards into feet, and he's actually played it, you know, a few yards in front of them to run on to, to be progressive, and they're just not. It'll take a while for them all to adapt, but um. It's it, it makes such a difference.
2: It's clever play and it's a difference between like a very good player and a and a world class player where he, he puts yeah. a ball in the area that it makes your decision if he's passing it to me as a full back or a winger that I know all I've got to do is touch it and cross it in. It's not sort of be it's it's not be in front of the um, the opposition lines, but I've still got to try and beat my man and and try and find a you know I cut through past myself, you know. Rodrigo, I think many times he's cut in and he's played the ball wide. That it gives the fullback or it gives the and the only one option is to get it back in the box. So it's um, you know that's the that's the difference, and it does as we have seen so far. It's that's the difference between you know, a, you know an average side and a good side.
1: Absolutely. Um, so it's it's kind of. It was all going so well, I and mean, we might have known until the derby. Not that it was, uh, you know, a complete disaster of the of the type we've been <laughs> we've been expecting in recent Mercedes derbies, but it certainly did produce the usual volume of talking points. And um, you know, again, reading reading your column and, and getting your thoughts that way uh, on what happened with Jordan Pickford, but it's still rumbling on. Um, what? Now that the dust has settled, there's a few weeks gap. What do you make of all that, the, the fallout from Pickford and from Richarlison in general and what's what got said af- afterwards?
2: Um, yeah, we you know we, we know as Blues, he was lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, and we, we know derby games, you know, both sides, these type of tackles do happen. You know, even nowadays, you know, it's, it's happened, you know, the last few years. <clears throat> um, but, you know, track... It, they're not trying to go out and injured people but they're trying to sort of show also show people that they're up for the fight and um you know he's got in very rash and we, were, we got away with it um but the, I thought the, the the way the media and the way it was portrayed after the game um yeah Everett Liverpool's a massive game it's been worldwide so it is going to get a, you know massive attention um but what's going on now with death threats and stuff? It's it's something you don't want to see. It's not just Everton Liverpool that happens; sort of Celtic, Rangers, Man City, Man United. You when know, incidents like this happen, and it's sort of a society thing that you know, football's football. Um, I mean, players will get injured. Um, players never want to injure each other, but they want to make it tough for each other. Um, Jordan's just lost his bearings. He, he hasn't, he, you know, he he probably could have come for the ball earlier. He he, he delayed it, and he just threw his body in the way you know, um, and uh, incidents like this happen, you know, Van Dyke didn't stretch for it, he wouldn't have got touched, but if uh, he thought he can get the ball and both of them sort of went for the ball, well, Jordan has gone to block the ball um, and he, he's clattered them and it's, you know, you don't want to see that, on you know, no matter who, who you know, your opposition is, but it's, that's just the way it, it, it sort of dragged on, day after day, they were still talking about it and there was other incidents um, the weekend after that, sort of people went oh it's okay because it's a different part of the pitch it, that incident yeah. didn't happen um we have everton fans have had it with with gomez and, and son that when it happened to andre gomez you know we were all like, worried about him because he was our star player at the time and running the he show was. and and yeah. we you know we lost him for a long period of time so you know i think blues you know we've we haven't really had these decisions our way and when, when it has gone our way we haven't really had the the media attention um you know, Lucas Dean against Southampton, Dam- South you know, I thought it was, you know, again, a harsh red card. But as Bluesbury, I, I accepted it in my column thinking, well, that's it, we've got to get on with it. I wasn't expecting them to um, to rescind the red card and give them just a one match ban. That's a no, no, nor was I. It's a first, you know, and we're just sort of used to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's hopefully it just all died down. And, and, and for Jordan, um, you know, he's had a, a difficult, well, up and down time so far this season I thought his performance at Tottenham the first game of the season was outstanding he was you know I want my goalkeepers to be pretty quiet and then when they get called upon to um, to keep your team in the game uh, he made two fantastic saves at important times uh, and we went on to win the game and that's his job that's why we brought him to the football club uh, we don't want to be talking about incidents um, you know like the derby or his incidents um, you know, but his it, 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 kicking sometimes is absolutely fantastic but then next minute it's it's woeful and they set up a chances and um you know his errors basically we're talking about his errors his decision making and we don't want that we just want him to be quiet settled and that's up down to the club now to protect them us as everton fans to back him i go look he's our he's our, he's our guy he's our number one Let, let's give him the support he needs and get him back to you know he's england's number one for the reason um you know he's not a bad goalie i think he's just trying to probably make up for the mistakes he's done by Trying to get involved in a game more than what he should do. He's a goalkeeper, you know, he's not a centre half. He doesn't need to do the the wonder kicks, you know, leave that, trust your teammates to do that. Um, and there will be opportunities in the game when the game gets stretched, and he can do his, you know, his 40, 50 yard uh, pings f- further forward when the game's stretched. But, you know, that that's picking your moments, and that's up to the, you know, the goalkeeper coach, Carlo Ancelotti, and that's a to explain to, to Jordan to trust your teammates to play the game and play the football, and you know, hopefully, you keep us in it.
1: One of the very many reasons why it's such a shame that we haven't got crowds at the moment is at Goodison. I feel like the, the siege mentality and, and, and the support would have really sort of coalesced into a massive backing for him. So, you know, the next home game after Newcastle. I think he would have run out to, you know, when his name gets read out uh, at the start of the game. Massive round of applause and real support for him, which I get the impression Jordan, you know, he ostensibly is quite a confident, so almost comes across brash. But there might be, I'm not trying to be armchair psychologist, but there might be a little bit of insecurity there too. So to have that support important. Now, without that support, maybe, I hope he doesn't go on social media, but if he does, he'll probably just see a lot of criticism. And you forget that the average match going blue will get behind the, the the players one to eleven, no matter what, and especially in these circumstances. So it's just a shame. It, it, it is a shame, and as like you say, with you know the the death threats is appalling, really.
2: I think Jordan, I think Jordan is very strong minded, and and he's probably he looks like, as you said, from the outside, he's got like a persona that he's confident. But I think every footballer likes to know that they're getting backed. And if you get when you are getting back from your own fans, you don't have to worry about. Um, you know, pulling off these wonder seas for them. We've got your back. You're, Carlo Ancelotti's picked you as the number one, so we, we're backing Carlo, so we're backing yourself. We're, we're all in this together. So, you know, he doesn't need any more pat on the back from the Everton fans. The team, the fans, um, you should let him know that we're, we're behind him 100%. So while he's wearing that blue shirt, we've got to get behind every every player, not just Jordan, and, um, and give him the confidence to go out and do a job for us.
0: This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham.
1: Let's talk about Southampton because Carlo had said that if, if, look, the bubble's going to burst, we're going to lose a game, we're not going to go un, unbeaten all season and it's how we react before we talk about that, the reaction that we hope we get on Sunday what did you make of that? It was, um, it, For me it, the goals were really avoidable certainly the first one just to see someone switch off from a throw in like that was, was frustrating uh, and then the lack of a so proper right back. And that's no, no slight on Ben Godfrey cost us, but what was your take on
2: on the game? It was a game that I was thinking, well, here's our first challenge so far this season that, you know, a few key players might be out and it's up to, you know, it's an opportunity for our sort of squad players to come in and, and show everybody that they're they're willing to have a fight for the shirt. And, um, obviously I I was concerned, but even the games before that, uh, we were showing a lot of space. Um, you know, Carlos found this way of defending, which sort of goes against the grain of the way I've been brought up English is very, very deep, um, even on set pieces. Very, very deep. And that's to protect the sort of Jordan, but also to make it difficult for the opposition. Um, and we defended really well at times, um, but it, it's, it's difficult for the midfield. Like even when we play Brighton, Brighton found a sort of way of having more possession than us because our midfield was so stretched um i had so much space between our back four and our front line that you know we were probably a man short in there at times and i, I was thinking that's going to co- could be a bit of a worry it was a bit of a worry in the first half um in the derby they were you know Firmino comes in and he was, he's great at finding them positions but we still couldn't sort of stop it alan couldn't f- protect the back four because he was so sort of stretched and didn't know whether to go mark his man or standing on the strikers as toes and i think southampton sort of um they sort of, they tactically got us a bit more. Um, they, they found sort of a bit of a weakness in how we sort of set up. Uh, and also without a, a, a few key players. Our starter play left. I understood Bernard playing playing because he, he was more experienced. He's a very good, a very quality football who can you know break down defenses but i thought the way we've been playing with richard with he you know he's very direct gets the ball and likes to run forward i thought it would have been more of a like to like if he put anthony gordon in there from the start that away from home if he get the chance to sort of counter-attack he's got the pace to yeah you know to run down the line instead of bernard comes inside quite a lot and mm-hmm. likes to link up play i thought anthony gordon would have been more of a like to like and would have helped us um more continuous of how we've been playing from, from the start of the season and we mentioned Ben Godfrey. You know, it's it's you know he's he's obviously a, a fantastic footballer and a great defender. But you, when you play people out of position, it's are sort of asking for trouble. And Southampton knew that. You know, they the knew after the derby he thought he'd done pretty well against Man at Liverpool. You're a centre half playing right back. It's difficult against a, one of the best players in the world, and he 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 did okay at times. But you can tell he was you know reluctant to go wide and be more one on one. He was trying to be more of a centre half on a back three. And I think Southampton sort of knew that look we're going to ask Everton a few questions here and and they did um mm. and they, you know they, they came out of the game and said that's probably the best they uh, they've played and which which is great and well done to them but what was really frustrating for our side we let them you know we went back to our own ways of sort of who's going to step up to the plate a little bit we were talking before about Rodriguez coming in and, and creating opportunities and people making runs that they weren't doing yeah we went back to our ways of possession football a little bit and where we when we did that possession it wasn't it wasn't quick enough it wasn't like come on let's get back into the game and, and press forward we every time we passed the ball for four or five times we still haven't gotten past their midfield so they, they in down just set back up again with two backs of four and protected themselves they protected their back four you know calvert lewin never really got a, a touch of the ball because they wouldn't let us um put a ball through them to pack there to, to find his feet but we were the opposite we were sort of mark and man to man and that they could sort of two or three passes. They were in our final third and that was really frustrating. I think, you know, a few players who came in, you know, they did the step up to the plate, um, and it's, that's frustrating because I, as a substitute, you've been, there, I've been there myself where, you know, a manager brings a player in, you're, you're frustrated, but you've got to go, right. Okay. When my opportunity comes, I'm going to show you, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm willing to start and, you know, I don't want to be knocking on your door going, how come I'm not started. Um, You've got, to, you've got to wait for your opportunity, and the opportunity happened for a couple of players there. And you're just thinking, you know, it they weren't on the same wavelength. Um, and it, and it's frustrating because then Richarlison, Awobe, say I'm talking about Awobe starting, and you come off at yeah. half time. Awobe isn't Richarlison, you know, but let's find his strength. What's Awobe's strength? And you feel that. He gets bogged down in trying to keep the ball like a street footballer, like one-twos, yeah. and, and, and like Bernard, similar type of player, and play cute, clever football. And that's great at times. And sometimes it's great when the game stretched, when you find these spaces, but to start doing it early on, um, when you know Southampton were full of energy, the, the, they were closing us down, they were um, harassing us a lot quicker than what we were. We were sort of standoffish and not sort of protecting anybody and letting Southampton basically do what they wanted to do. Um, mm and that was the most frustrating side of it and you know both goals you could easily just it, it, every goal is a defensive edit or someone switching off um but what's happened in previous games that someone else has bailed out like michael Keane. i think's been fantastic since lockdown has, like, i think yeah. he's, he's been you know when we've when we've switched off he's been alert to certain situations and uh it just wasn't to me against south i was sort of hopefully fingers crossed. it was just one of them days and it's a bit of a wake-up call but I was hoping we had that mentality, the change of mentality I was telling earlier on where we went behind and can we get back into the game? I still thought we, we could have because I thought we were still in, like, gear two. We haven't even woke up yet against Southampton. Uh, and it's quite surprising that, you know, we always moan about the so many games and we haven't had the best pre-season. But going into the Southampton game, my worry was we had a week to, you know, to, to, to prepare for this game. And our best games have been when it's been back-to-back we've been playing saturday wednesday or saturday tuesday saturday tuesday uh, with the league cup games that we've had a bit of a match rhythm and i was sort of welcoming this break because i thought it's going to give the lads who's played many games that michael keane's probably played every minute a chance to recharge his batteries and yeah. then when they're going when the, you know, the whistle goes we've got that extra yeah. buzz and extra energy but it was felt like we were still lethargic it felt like we've mm. had that sort of day off which it does it can happen doesn't normally happen this early on the season. <laughs> <laughs> But it's I felt that's how we, it looked from you know watching on the, on the TV Is that like we were a little bit lethargic. we were used to having that sort of lazy day a little bit and and because we've we've, we've had a great start that we were thinking well we'll get back into it soon it's only Southampton. down and that's the the mentality that we want to get rid of. Um, I think Everton have been guilty about that in the past where we've us as fans have loved these. Big games against the the bigger clubs in the country yeah. and we've yeah. you know we we battered City or United, but then we go and throw it away against the lesser teams like three days later. So it doesn't it doesn't mean anything.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Wanna get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to michelobultra.com you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit
1: card. There is, for like the likes of alan it's good, it is going to be a first taste of not having a winter break. And it, as you said, he's been so important to us. I hope his level doesn't drop off. Rodriguez, likewise, I guess. Um, we just got to hope that Carlo can can sort of mitigate for that because I think if you take Rodriguez uh and Alan out of the out of the team or they take their form away, then like you say, there are uh, there are some worrying in question marks. But on the on the bright side, but Charleston knows what it's all about. Decore does, he's got the experience of the Premier League. So let's hope that they can help the other two to keep their levels where we need them. Um on Sunday, Newcastle will record this Friday. Uh Luca Dean, as you mentioned, did get his ban reduced, which which was a, a pleasant surprise. But it looks as if almost certainly Nielson Kunk going to start at left back, if anyone can talk about the the sort of <laughs> the uh the pressure or the opportunity of being a young left back and being thrust into line like Major Chew. What do you make of this opportunity for him and for his general start to life at Editon?
2: Well, if he's got the same mentality as myself, I- I would be very, very disappointed. I haven't been involved so far this season uh, after, <laughs> I, 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 after his performances. But look, he's a he's a young guy. He's a young guy, and um, what I've seen in him, yeah, it's the league cup games. But he can, he's being brought up in a in a great development education. Um, you can see that straight away. Um, his decision making um, is spot on. Um, he's got he's got technique. He's got ability to to whip balls in and 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 do overlaps he's doing what a good youth under 23 footballer does and what normally happens when you get into the series that sort of sort of um gets kicked out here a little bit because you mm. it stops your game but he's 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 still doing it and it's surprising seems okay it was only fleetwood or you know lesser teams um but you still got to do it he's doing the right things He's standing in the right areas body positions right picking the right passes uh, bombing forward when he when he could uh, and when he got an opportunity to whip it in there was fantastic deliveries there for, for anyone to get on the end of and then, Where, uh, so yeah. you know that, it was great to see you know yeah disappointed was disappointed Lucas Dean's been fantastic he would to come to the club and that was always our concern with with Leighton leaving and we were wondering you know, you know we've been used to such a good quality left back for, for many years and that was a concern for many players but you know we've got two there now um, defending wise you know he hasn't been um tested we haven't really seen uh, mm-hmm. him his defensive qualities but he's he's built right you know he's very strong very powerful um, so let's hope his decision making defending wise his standard position defender wise is, is just as good as it is when he's going forward so you know I've got no concerns at all with him um, if Carlo throws him in uh, he looks like he's got the ability to do so and you know we don't see him every day at Finch Farm so you know we've got to trust Carlo will probably put him in uh, if he's doing the right things in training uh, each and every day but he showed um, just great qualities from, from what he's been taught at Marseille and he's he kept that belief and that truth in, in himself and he's he, he trusted himself instead of his teammates, if, if that sort of doesn't really make sense. It's like when you're a young kid coming through yeah. and a senior pro asking for the ball, sometimes some young kids will just give them it because it's, I don't know, sigerson or it's Gomez. Yeah. Uh, because they've asked for it, you feel like, oh, that's what I've got to do. He wasn't doing that. He was picking the pass that was right for him. Uh, and that's what sort of stood out a little bit. Was like, okay, we can play the ball and pass it around when needed to be, but to make his game to that different level uh, that we show when he's playing against Fleetwood was he was picking the right passes for him uh, and not just who was showing for the ball. So he trusted his decision making more than his teammates, which was, you know, which is good to see from a young kid.
1: It's really good to see. It's interesting that as well about you know sort of trusting himself as opposed to just deferring to the older, uh, more experienced players. I I hope. I'm I'm reassured by his performance against West Ham. I know they made a few changes for that cup game, but um you know the sort of cynic in me would would worry that we'd seen him be absolutely fantastic, but it was against Salford and Fleetwood. But to see him he didn't get us forward as much against West Ham, but he still did well. So I'm I'm really I'm really enthused to see him on, on, on Sunday and just hope that um it doesn't present us an issue because we've got neither first choice left back because Sorry, near the first choice fullback. I mean, on the right, I thought I thought we really missed Seamus on 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 Sunday at Saint Mary's. And do you think it's time to if if he's fit, give John Joe a run out as a as a bespoke right back, or would you persist with, with Ben Godfrey?
2: Um, no, I I think Carlo would have gone with John Joe if he was fit. Um, Again, as I said earlier on, I think the way we've been playing with, Seamus being you know, on, on great form, again, his level's improved again this season, but the way Seamus plays the game, he likes driving forward, he likes making you know, straight runs up the line. and you know Then we've come to Ben Godfrey, a centre-half, who you know, doesn't really know the position well. It's And we've got the other side with Bernal Richarlison. It's sort of, we were all out of sync against Southampton, so that's why I'm really thinking that hopefully that was just a day off and we um, can bounce back so i really would like to see i think carlo would to be honest rather be fair to put john joe there um John john's a similar style of um well, he's a fullback you know and he knows when to go forward um and he knows when to defend um so i, I think for the balance of the team i think it'd be right to, to, to throw john joe back if he's fully fit but you know i'm, I'm not too sure what what he is fitness wise
1: yeah it's quite i mean at the same time you I know, mean, if he's going to carry something it's possibly Possibly not worth going down that road,
2: is it? Yeah, I would like to see Ben Godfrey play. I've only seen a couple of games of him. We didn't know too much about him. But speaking to people, he's very, very highly rated. Um, Going through the England ranks, you know, he's he's been coached again very, very well. So it'd be whether there's time for, you know, we've had Mina, who's um, did okay at times, but sometimes he looks a bit sort of making the wrong decisions at, uh, at other times. He picks up a lot of injuries, Mina, so it might be an opportunity for, for Carlo to rest him a little bit and give Godfrey and Keane a chance to to blend them, themselves together and probably having them to um you know hopefully make the back fall a little bit stronger as you said without our you know our first choice fullback
1: before we wrap up mate just thinking ahead of Jan- of January I know Carlo Ancelotti said that after the game on Sunday he was asked about the window in January <laughs> he shut it down quite quickly he said I don't want to don't want to speak about the transfer window which you can understand You're obviously working in football as well as a consultant at CCR Sports at the moment. Do you, you know, so again, you'll know the amount of preparation that goes on behind the scenes before you hope goes on behind the scenes before any window at every club. Do you anticipate us maybe looking at the options out there potentially a forward, you know, we, we read that, that he wanted and we understood that he wanted a more experienced striker to play back up to Calvert-Lewin and Charleston or to compete with them. It didn't quite happen in by the end of the summer window. What, what's your take on that?
2: Yeah, it, it did surprise me. Um, I thought that, thought Everton did well uh, in the transfer window uh, doing what they could as early as possible. But when Moise Keane left to go to PSG, I thought, well, indeed we'll have a backup. Uh, and it, the difference the, diff- the difficult thing is for recruitment and uh, at every club is to show a player that you want him um, but not overspending and overpromising um, Dominic Calvalloon's probably started the season so well that it might have put off other players thinking well I'm not going to get ahead of him but I want to play uh, Everton probably won't be able to say well I can guarantee you you know 90 minutes I'm um, trying to you know, bring in an experienced player who's done it all um, will cost money, and but then he's going to be sitting on the bench. Um, mm. So the balancing act of doing that is, is difficult. Um, and if Carlo, you know, but the club has got to back Carlo. He'll know when it's time to rest Dominic. He'll know, you know, we can put McCharlison up there. You know, we can change it a little bit at the time being. It's only, I think it was eighty-eight days. I think since the window closed till so it reopens again. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So. It's not that long, um, and I feel the club will do business if we're in the right area in the league. Previous years, we've been frustrated as fans that we haven't brought anybody in, but I think the club have took it as a, a financial situation where there's, there was no chance of us reaching reach Europe or there was no chances to sort of be involved in a cup competition because we were out of probably both cups by uh, the January window. And I <laughs> are thinking it's yeah. you know it's bringing somebody in in that inflated. Um, transfer window time is probably a wrong decision for the club and to sort of save the pennies for the summer and and, and get them in early and we have done it this season we've got them in early because pre-season was strange for everybody but the you know the ball got them in and we've seen the benefits um you know so many times it was a couple of years ago or well, last season when we got Mina in and the year before we got Gomez they, they arrived at the last day they weren't yeah they haven't had much pre-season they you know they took a lot of time to you know, get to speed with everybody, and by the time they got going, we you know, just, the, this last oh, season was gone. You know, we were so disappointing. Um, they only light at the end of the was to see these new players, um, but there was nothing to fight for. Um, yeah, so I feel the club in January, if we're in the right areas in the league, if we're pushing for Europe, if we're still in the round, uh, in the cup competitions, that yeah, I, I feel that there will be a striker coming in, um, and maybe uh, you know, other positions as well that, be, that might, um, maybe a full back. and uh, elsewhere so yeah I think the club will do business if we're in, in the right areas
1: well uh, that's um, certainly something I think most lands like to see to, to build continue to build from a position of strength hopefully Mike thanks so much for coming on really enjoyed chatting with you it been fascinating um, you can follow Mike on, on Twitter at Borley03 and um, read his column in Liverpool Echo so mate thank you so much for coming on appreciate it and let's hope that we're all celebrating come Sunday tea time